That is definitely Danny's intro, 100%. Is it all good? The video's good for sure? You would think we've, we'd be a lot better at this considering how many times we've done this. I, oh, you're so lucky I asked. Was it not going? No. The, vi- the audio was going, That's but the video okay. wasn't. Mm. I'm much better with eyes closed anyway, mm. so it's all good. <laughs> I don't know if that was supposed to be a sexual joke, but I took it as a sexual joke. I, there's really no other way to take it other than to therapy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, how's the Danny the audio's okay like sound no sound wise hers is good volume wise mic's good we're good (laughs) I just want to make sure because we're your yeah your mic see Um, I I knew it yeah but I can be louder if you want you're good no I just want to make sure sure the mic sometimes people will have it like up and it'll be like at their nose and like like, it's gotta go like you know so you let me know I'll adjust beautiful you're good well, right. I'm welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Really? Oh, yeah. I like, that I like that you said it like a real question. Did I not? <laughs> no. Do I not seem excited? No, you well, do. You do. You, excited. Very, yeah, you, do excited. Excited. you got high energy. I love it. I love well, it. On, and if I, I, being honest, I was telling you like off camera, like I don't follow. I'm not on TikTok anymore. I mean, I had it for a bit, but give up. George goes it. on and off. I, yeah. I have a very love hate relationship. I can understand. And I'll be honest, like a lot of times that we've like, you know, people have asked to come on that, you know, I've done something through social media and we're sometimes hesitant because sometimes like, okay, you know, you did, you did a dance, got famous, whatever, but you have your recruiter and what you do is I think, um, I find it interesting because I like talking things about careers and business, all that stuff, but you also have a contrarian opinion, which that's one of the reasons that like when they said to me like, George, how do you feel about this? Cause they know where I am. I'm like, no, this is, this is cool because I like hearing people that have different opinions than what is typically normal. So. Um, yeah, I think you have a, I mean, I guess to jump right in, you have a diff, pretty unique perspective on what people should do with their careers, I guess. A little bit. I think it's, first of all, let's, let's <laughs> Sorry if I jumped too fast oh, in. honey, let's I'm go, coming right. I'm, I'm going about to go <laughs> foot first into a shallow lake. Um, yeah. <laughs> let's chit chat and let me tell you why. So when I posted that video and for the record, actually, I don't even know, I think I do still have it pinned if people don't know what video I'm talking about, but I was basically talking about how we're raised being told you have to love your career. And like the rest of your life is dedicated to finding this job that you love. And if you love your job, you're never working a day in your life. And I love my job. And let me tell you, am I allowed to cuss? Yeah. yeah. Bitch, I were. Like <laughs> I wake up, I don't I don't feel like it's a walk in the park. I'm not having a margarita, you know, on a beach, on a yacht. I'm not doing that. I'm answering emails. And I love my job, but my job is still a job. And I think it's so damaging to tell young people that your entire life has to be fulfilled by work. And sometimes it is. And I love that for people, but that's not always the case. So when I made that video, I was like, it is totally cool. If you're not feeling fulfilled at work, just find that fulfillment somewhere else. And then in 48 hours, it had like almost 6 million views. I think now it's almost at seven and it was being talked about on so many different news forums saying this recruiter thinks careers are bullshit and blah, blah, blah. My boss literally texted me and was like, Oh, should we be worried? And I was like, no, 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 it's fine. I'm like, if, if they get the con- sweat drippy, like, the girls that get it, get it. And honestly, um, yeah, it was a little more controversial than I intended, but I'm happy it's out there. Cause I think it's a valid thing to at least think about. I, yeah. I agree actually. Yeah. I, so I, I'm, I go both sides. Like I see the idea of like, you know, if you love your job, you shouldn't have to work a day in your life. Okay. If I was a, if my job was traveling with my best friends and my life partner, then yeah, that wouldn't be a job either. Or like going to, if my job was going to see different sporting events and Super Bowl and this and that, yeah, okay, it's different. 
my, and I say this all the time, I love my career and I love the position I'm in. Do I love my actual job itself? No, I wouldn't do my current job for any other company in the world, but because it's my family business and I get, you know, extended vacation, I get, uh, to, I get a lot of, you know, benefits that go with working with your family mm -hmm. business. You know, like I can do certain things. I love that. But again, I don't actually love my job. I'm an operations manager for a construction company. Like don't necessarily love that but. but see that's where like i this and that's this is why i'm excited about this conversation because like i'm on the other camp and i'm just to touch on your point you're like even though by definition your title's operation man of your job that's not really your job your job is to get prepared to take over a company so you're learning the ins and outs but your eventual job is like again is, is in line with i guess entrepreneur is a vague term and we'll use it for everything um but like your job is to end up becoming someone who's a leader of a company and that company could be many things just because you're in an, loose exa an easy example is Warren Buffett. Warren Buffett owns a lot of companies, but he's like a capital allocator. He's a strategist. There's a lot of things, right? But like what, could, what, what does he do? What's his job? Okay, so let me ask you this. If you won the lottery tomorrow, would you work a corporate job? The answer for sure is no. Well, well, well define, yeah, 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 define depends, corporate yeah. job. Well, it depends okay. how much. Like if I want like a million or I'm five talking, million, I'm still working. No, like, five, five corporate job like work for someone. Like yeah, I work for someone. Job, like you I would, are. You I would, would. I would work. You have a I would, sickness, brother. I would no let's, because let's unpack that. No, because okay, so I would work a corporate job, but not I'd, on any corporate job. I would probably find. Um, I'd go to one of the four professional Toronto sports teams. I'd find out which path to GM or president or some sort of back office role had the easier trajectory. And I could go and work because the the money would mean nothing. So, that's so it's fair. something. So I'm pursuing something just to get fulfillment. Like I, I yeah. listen. I, one of the reasons why, like I, that like people with the lottery thing and not working. I've actually kind of lived that life. I've been very fortunate where I took a sabbatical for a year and I lived on beaches and, and in different cities. So I got to see that. And I'm sure you're familiar with the law of diminishing returns. Mm -hmm. It is very very true. Yeah. Like city, I went to forty something cities in a year, and like city. But after city number twenty, you're like, oh. It's another city. It's another beach. It's another this. So like, I get it. Most people would probably say they would take that check and retire. 99% would be broke at a job pretty soon thereafter. So I don't think you're wrong. And I think there are jobs. So I'll put it this way. I think a thousand lives over, I will be a recruiter. I, there's nothing I love. Like I love talent. But do I love working a structured nine to five all the time? Mm, probably not. Do I love those frustrating days at work where I'm like, oh my God, I would love to just not have to deal with this or deal with that thing. Um, so I think I know exactly what you're saying. Like you can love the things you're doing, but I wish I, I shouldn't say I wish, cause I really do. If you're watching this into it, <laughs> wow, do I love my job? I really do. I promise. Um, but I think it's doing it on your own terms and when it's something that you're doing in your own will. And I totally agree. Like I think yes. after a year, even six months of not working, I think I would lose my mind, but I also think I'd redefine what work means, you know, like that, it and that's kind of so, what I mean. Yeah, like, exactly. like you said, you love recruiting and that's so that clearly like you love the, you love the, the, the function of your job, but would you like doing it forever for someone? No, but I bet if I said you can run your own company, a team of three, have a nice office somewhere in Manhattan, New York, whatever, have a couple good clients that you're essentially leading people to and sharing your knowledge, your gift, your talent with them. And you're kind of managing relationships, finding strategy, all that stuff. I'm sure to guess you would I, like your job. I think I got it. I think if you worked a job because you wanted to work it, not because you needed to work it, then you'd be okay with it. Because most of us work jobs because we, again, you, you need, you need money. Yeah. That's how the world kind of goes around, right? Like if you didn't need money, a lot of us or not a lot, but maybe some people would be in different careers and in different paths, right? Like I'm sure some people don't like, I don't know, cleaning garbage or whatever, or cleaning toilets or, or whatever. Right? I do. 
Then, then go, George. Then <laughs> you know, shut up, George, then, shut, then go and do it tomorrow. <laughs> Spend the whole day tomorrow cleaning garbage. I, I do. Clean. No, you don't. No, you don't. You manage people that clean garbage. You can ask. I mean, the way I started in this business. That way you start, George. Right now, tomorrow. If go. my, if I, one of my clients, if I, if the bill, if the cleaners didn't show up, and it was one of the clients that I, but George, managed, George, you say you do. Okay, so go and do it day in day out. Make that your job. Right, but the thing is, I've I've been in the positions I don't exactly. have to because now it. you're a manager, and that's and that's that's why you've evolved. But yeah. I'm saying like, doesn't mean I don't like to clean. You know, you see my condo. I'm OCD. I, I, I genuinely I know, George, like to I clean. I understand that, but I'm saying <laughs> that you you you're not a cleaning. Uh, you're not physically cleaning day in and day out. The point of doing something is you should be if like what I do. If I didn't get paid to do something, would I do it? Nobody pays me to clean my place and keep it as organized as it is. No one pays me. To, to re- how many times have I reorganized this office? Still not objectively clean. But how many times am I walking around the room all, cleaning all time. it? Honestly, Danny, how many times? On, on a daily basis. That doesn't mean I would do it tirelessly for the rest of my life, but if I had to resort to doing it because of some need, could I scale back and be a cleaner again? Sure. I, I, don't, love, I don't, love the, don't love getting my hands dirty every day, and it's not my first job I would choose. We've had this discussion many yeah, yeah. times, but still, could I do it? Sure. Could you? Yeah. But again, imagine you needed to do it Monday to Friday, nine to five to pay your bills. Yeah, it wouldn't be if I needed to find exactly. a job, I'd go do but something. I think then. that's what it is too. It's like the wow, did we just unpack capitalism? Probably. Um, <laughs> like toting the line of I want to do this thing because it brings me genuine joy, or I actually have to do this thing and it's sucking the joy out of it. Like so many people in my comments on that video were talking about how they had careers in arts or they had careers in like really niche fields that they absolutely loved. And the second they made money off of it, they learned to hate it. Um, so I don't necessarily feel that way about like my side hustles or the things that I do, but I can also understand that the second the second you have like a like a monetary amount tied to something that is a passion, it's really easy for that not to feel like a passion anymore. Yep. I don't know. I think I wish someone would have told me when I was 18, it's totally fine. You're not going to love every single job you have. Eventually you will, but you're not going to like the entire path. Um, but yeah, no, I totally agree with you. First yeah. of all, I would cleaning nonstop. I'll tell you right now, girl, it's a no. <laughs> I'm not going to do that. I'm not. I uh, the, the only thing I, I do, I, I understand what you're saying too. And, and people can find like, because you look at it's a, it, when you look at different cultures and different societies, it's very interesting how different cultures treat things differently, right? Like, um, never mind like traveling. You're just talking to people from different backgrounds and ethnicities. Western cultures, I think we've been taught this thing of like find something you love because mm-hmm. you never have to work in your life. I mean, you go somewhere like Japan, and it's you're gonna do this. You're gonna whether you love it or hate it, you're gonna make you're gonna be a sushi chef. Cool, you're gonna make. Because that's rice. what our family did for the last ten generations. Yeah, this yeah. is what you're, I saw in a story on in YouTube. They're like the last. I can't remember exactly what they did, but they were like the last of this kind of, of like, let's say matcha maker or whatever. <laughs> Honestly, it was something like that. It was some I specific kind of thing in Japan, a place in Japan, and it was like the tenth generation. And I look at this guy. I'm like, didn't this guy really wanted to make matcha? Like, probably not. But there, because there's so much, um, the culture is so wrapped around like the family leg- like legacy and all those things, <laughs> and also just being very proud and being, you know, just. I don't know. Like you have to just do it tirelessly, whether you like it or not. If you're good at it, do it. Whether you, if your family's good at it, you have to keep doing it. So I would say that sure, like that culture is just doesn't matter what you do, just do it well. And at the end of the day, too, you don't have to love your job. If you do it well, like you'll probably be okay and get by doing it. But that's the other thing, right? Because then you have people saying, well, you do anything well, you make money, and you make money, you have nice cars and all that stuff, and and that's another thing that we can dive down. But money certainly doesn't 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 give you that fulfillment and that and that happiness, but I, I think that if anyone's going to pursue things, most people say you should, number one is in a perfect world, work for, don't work for anybody because if you want to make money and build equity and, and afford, like be able to have, afford yourself freedoms and all those things, you should work for yourself or intend to build something on your own. Um, 
And if you're gonna do that, it, pardon. And if you're gonna, I'll stop after this. And if you're and if you're gonna do that, and with the intention of building wealth and or equity, whatever you want to call it, work for yourself. You should go and pursue something that you are that you are um, unwaveringly passionate about because you're gonna have to do it for a long time and not be rewarded for your work. So, question for you as well. Wow, can you tell I'm a recruiter? What if that passion for you doesn't exist? Like you're saying that because there's an element of your job or previous jobs that you do love. And same with me. Like I genuinely into it. I genuinely love recruiting for you, girl. I love you so much. But you know what I mean? Like if you are someone where you just genuinely don't find passion, even in elements of the job, like you don't like working with people, you don't like some of those things, what would your advice be to those people then? So everybody likes something. Everyone likes something, mm-hmm. right? Um, you, like, especially with the way the advancement of technology and, and kind of like the freedom of, of like self-expression, you could like making wagons and you could probably make them at, talk about it on your, on your network or, or you're an introvert, you're scared to talk to people, you can post pictures of them. And if you make damn good wagons and you do it and people can see the passion you have in making those wagons, people gravitate to you. They're like, wow, this person really cares about this wagon? Like, this is the wagon. The wagon. But look how good the quality is. This person took their time to build this thing by hand. This this wagon is now, I bought it. Now it's lasting me 10 years. Wow, everyone should own these wagons. Now this guy's a wagon empire. And because he likes building wagons. There is something for everyone out there. Everyone's got a hobby. I don't think you're wrong. I honestly was not asking that. I don't. I genuinely agree with you. I, don't I care was about just curious. I'm just, I'm just the, the way you looked at that wagon, I felt uncomfortable. Like I should have left the room. It was passionate, brother. I just think to your to answer your question, I think that everyone likes something. Because I, I listen. Another thing too is like I, I do your perspective. That's why I like it because it's it's contrarian to what people are told. And I, I'm on the opposite side, but I do see what you're saying. Like people can. You can also learn to love something. You can learn to say, you know what? I'm here for eight hours. I get paid a decent salary. Do I love this? No. Is it manageable? Sure. And then I have my all my nights to do whatever I want and pursue my side hustles or whatever. Maybe that side hustle becomes something. So I, I see what you're saying and that's why I'm not discounting it. I'm just of the old school camp of like, be your own boss, do your own I thing. Lo- honestly, well, I and have, I, would, I would do it doing anything. Like. I have no qualms with your side of the world. Because honestly, like in my career, I sit on that side where it's been like nonstop. I'm following things that make me happy. Like even in the work I do on socials, recruiting is literally my entire life. Like mm-hmm. it's my in the office. It's my outside <clears throat> of the office. I think in a perfect world, they would love their jobs. Like for if I could paint the perfect like picture for my future generations, I said that out loud. I wish I didn't. I shouldn't reproduce. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? If I could like paint the picture of the future, it would be people loving their careers, finding joy in that, finding passion in that. But if not, bet. Like, go have fun. Go enjoy your Saturday, Sunday. Yeah. It's fair too, because just so you can jump in. Last thing, like, that's, and I want to ask your opinion on this, because when we launched our startup that I was talking about, I was the one that did a lot of the recruiting ahead of the game. And I've never been, I never really did it. And I was also never good at it because. For some reason, I would tell people what I wanted them to say, and, I, and they'd say it back. I'm like, "Oh, this person's great!" Like, I, that's what I was younger. It was a mirror. I've been recruiting yeah. I have people. A funny story about this. I've been too. recruiting people since I was like in my like, te- like late teens. Um, and again, was not very good at. I fired more people than I've hired. Um, <laughs> we'll get into that later. But the thing is, too, is recruiting people, and, and my experience through that is when you talk to people, especially really green young people, they have no clue. Number one, how like what they want to do they think that they oh like i want to, i'm hiring software engineers so they're going to tell me things that they think i want to hear about software engineering i don't hear a software engineer i want to hear about like who are you like mm-hmm. what kind of person are you if i fall you have a building's on fire are you going to save me or are you going to run all by yourself like whatever so they don't know i think a lot of young people don't know what they want they also want to tell people what they think they want to hear i guess so even to your point of like loving your job so many people don't know how to find that thing that they love they think i have to do this 
So, you know, I guess also learning to adapt and, and kind of just coping is not the right word, but like learning to kind of manage and like what you do, I think is a fair way to look at it, I guess. That, that I'm going to jump in here now because I've been, <laughs> I I've been taking say, notes. Right? Ready to roast me for sure. No, I'm not ready to roast you. George, what you said is uh, you said something that whatever you do, make sure you're really good at it. That is possibly one of the most true things that you could say. Whatever you are going to do, make sure you do it to the best of your abilities and when you do it to the best of your abilities, try and get better and be the best at it, whatever you do. Whether it's cleaning toilets, whether it's fucking making wagons, making wagons, whatever you're going to do, strive to be the best at it. Whether you like doing it or whether you don't like doing it, just be the best at it because when you're the best at something or you strive to be the best at it, people can see that it'll either sell or it'll do well or you can at least like know that you did the best that you fucking can. So great point on that. Thanks, man. Um, second part, uh, you said something about, you know, you want to strive to work for yourself. Technically, we're never actually working for ourselves. We're always working for someone, even as entrepreneurs. You're yes, always, you always have a yeah. boss, right? Technic like, the client's well, the, always the boss. Not right? the clients, your employees are your boss. Yeah, your you employees and on. the clients. So technically, you got more bosses when you are the boss. 100%. 100%. Um, which was just funny. So I, to, I wrote that down. You're, you're correct. <laughs> Technic it's technically fun, right? yeah. speaking, you're correct. We list. say like my, my dad said because my dad's like, shouldn't I be able to do that? I'm the boss. It's like, yeah, you are the boss, but technically, like, you actually work for everybody here because you're in charge of making sure that they're all fucking happy, that they're all fucking paid. And then on the flip side, without your clients, you don't have a business, so technically, you work for them too, right? The client says jump, you say sometimes you say how fucking high, and that's right. It, right. But just pause it one second. But pause for one second. Do you, do you think Apple, like the theory, do you think Apple works for their customers or the customers? Like, because I bet you if I went to Apple and said, hey, I don't like your MacBook. Can you add this? They'd be like, cool, no problem. Ricky will buy it, not you. Yeah. So in certain but, capacities, but again, if, if, you know, a whole and, when Apple, and when Apple said recently to their employees, hey, come back to the office or go find another job, did they come back to the office? So in theory, a lot of them did Blockbuster. But right, but I bet you they're- Blockbuster. What do you mean? Blockbuster, you know, said, hey, we're, we're a brick and mortar place. Oh, that's a diff. That is very different. Not, I that's mean, a reach. They, didn't listen, they didn't listen to their customers and look at their clients. Right. But they weren't objective to the best, building the best product. Yeah, no, they that's are. Fair, that's fair. Steve mean, Jobs I, said. I still stand sorry, by. Sorry, last thing I want to say on that point. <laughs> Steve Jobs <laughs> is the one who said the people don't know what they want. You have to give them what they want. That's fair. Okay. Yes. Sorry. Because I know you have no, an no, no, list. No, no, no. I watched you write that LSAT on the notepad and now I'm like jumping in. Yes, Apple now has like the market share to do whatever the hell they want, but baked into how they operate as a company, they're so customer centric in their design team. So for sure. as much as they've absolutely shot the bed with having one baby size plug for every individual product, they are super customer focused. So I, for sure, I, I feel like no matter what, you're always going to be at the hands of your customers. 100%. Like no, but I, I, they, I, but I know yeah, what you mean. Yeah. Like yeah. They're innovating for the best interest of the customer, yeah. but like one won't change like their direction, essentially. They do work. Yeah, you're not chained to each. Yeah. yeah, I totally it's know what semantics. I'm just being argumentative with Ricky. Yeah, no, no. I yeah, think we should this, fist fight. This, no, no. <laughs> We've this, done that before. Here, this is another question now. This is, so you said um, you should do what you like, right? And, and I agree with that. You should always strive to do what you like. What if you're just not good at it? Like, what if you try your best? Let's say you're the wagon maker. Let's say this guy uh, loves building or, wagons or, and he just Let's ask him. William Hung what he thinks. He's an icon. He was awful, but everyone knows his name. Do you know who he is? Yeah, I know okay. who William okay. Hung is. Terrible. Atrocious at what he does. Though could not be worse at what he likes to so do. So that's a one in a that billion so probably. Niche. That was so niche. What, what about, let's use this wagon maker. You know, this, this <laughs> hypothetical wagon maker we have. I think I've talked a lot. It's a direct question. So this we, no, we I built this. It. Well, no, it's just an open-ended question. So we built this wagon. I, you know... Joe, Joe Smith likes building wagons. Not that good in it, but he says, you know, I love building wagons. This is what I want to do. I'm going to build wagons. 
and I'm going to sell them because this is what I love doing. I just, you know, his fucking wagon sucks. Doesn't come with lifetime warranty. It, the fucking wheels are falling off after the first month. People are pissed off. He's getting bad reviews. I'm like, then what? What would you say to Joe Smith? Do better, Joe. Pick it up, Joe. Joe's trying. No, but okay. Joe's trying. But if the if the product is faulty, you know what I mean. Like I I know what you're saying though. I think if you're landing, especially in entrepreneurship, on something that's just not going to stick, all you can do is take that as opportunities to learn. Like if you're going to let that, there's so many times I've posted things or done things where I'm like, this is it completely flopped and you have to just take that in stride and make that part of your learning and I hate to like I don't think there's ever a point where you should give up on things that are important to you but there's also a level of reality where like Joe you've been making wagons for three years you're in your mom's basement Joe Joe it's time to get the fuck out of your mom's house like you have to sometimes balance your passion and also making sure you're able to have a sustainable life so what if Joe's happy because again, yeah, again, that's, that's like fair. you need to do like that's the thing that and and it it probably people who know you probably like okay well yeah you work and you know you live a nice life so like are you really a, believing this but truthfully I, I do and I really like I've leaned into more as I've gotten older do I do I uphold everything no but I really think you have to do what you love doing um, if you're gonna pursue something and you're gonna do it to break off on your own not work for someone and say I'm not gonna do that because I don't love it like you want to do your own thing you want to build wagons you have to be like. If it's what you're obsessed with, you love it, you can keep doing it because at the end of the day, you're doing it because you love it and it doesn't matter if you don't get the gratification, the external reward, the signals from the market that tell you you're great because if you know you're, you enjoy it and if, even better, if you're good at it, mm-hmm. you shouldn't need that external validation to tell you that you're good. Sure, if you're really good, you should probably capitalize on it and make money. Not, sh- not should, but you could. Um, but at the end of the day, if you enjoy, again, even say like making whatever, um, People who make those like miniature train displays, whatever. They already spend hours doing it. They probably don't make much money doing it, but they love doing it, right? So you have to, I 100% agree. You have to do what makes you happy. But if you're making the decision, that's your full-time job, you need to be planned out or else like you're setting yourself up for fail, for failure. And then you also don't want to end up presenting your passion because it didn't give you that's what fair. you thought yeah. it was going to give so, you, you know? And, and I agree with that. So I, I, the reason why I ask this, I have a, a friend of a friend of a friend and he's a musician, right? Uh, he's been trying this for possibly like almost 20 years now right and just never made it but he's still living the dream and he's you know living in in the van sometimes and he comes from a family that has potential to have a lot of money right so he could quit this this dream of his and go and and work this this normal job potentially take it over potentially you know be a millionaire uh but that's not what he wants you know he want he loves music and this is his bread and butter this is what he loves and i think he's great and but just you know the the rest of the world doesn't believe that he's as great as you know the people around him. So yeah, I yeah yeah, and yeah. I respect it to the max because I'm the type of guy that you take enough shots. If you are good and you believe you're good, then you can do it. So he and sometimes he sleeps in a van. He's a big guy too, like really big guy. Uh, so I know it's not comfortable at times, but he doesn't care because he lives he lives his dream day in and day out. Uh, now again, now again, to make bill, to pay bills, you gotta pick up random shit jobs that he doesn't enjoy doing. He's like, yeah, I fucking hate doing that, but again, you gotta pay the bills. So it's all about what makes like it's so individual. Like I, I'm saying things where in my mind, what my approach would be, but this person is far more brave than I'll ever be. Yeah. I would never have. I said I, re- I respect it because I couldn't. I couldn't do that either. Yeah, I ever. couldn't do it. I'm an absolute coward. I'm a. I would never be able to do yeah, that. I, I can't live in a van yeah, eating yeah. like microwave dinners like. For we like, did that not not for ten years, bro. <laughs> well, we did it for two months. It was there for two months, and then when we had enough, we were like, "All right, fuck this." Well, to relentlessly follow your. Passion, we were living like, in an RV, not a van. <laughs> oh, you're fine. That's luxury. Yeah. People do that on purpose. We were eating. Yeah. We were eating Salisbury steak, Michelinas oh, for one dollar every day for like. A, yeah, that's. For, I, I respect people that like respect. live their dream to the fullest, regardless of the financial outcomes. 
100%. You have I could to not do, do it. No. I also couldn't, but everyone's path, this is such a corny statement I'm about to make, but like your path is yours because it's yours. If that's, if you were going to look back at your life and regret not giving it everything you have until you're old and gray, then you need to go in all in if that's what's going to fulfill you. Like I have so much respect for people who do that. I, they should where, where is he? Get him out of the van. Bring him yeah. right here. I well, want to hear from he's him. He's down in the States. Well, right? that's interesting too. Down, he's thinking, down in uh, San Diego. I'm just thinking about this right now because that person he's talking about who's playing music, living, he's living his best life, doing all these things. He's doing that, but he's probably not, I'm guessing, not making that much money playing. Makes like nothing. Right. So he probably has to pick up jobs that he probably doesn't like to be able to keep doing his passion. So again, that kind of brings it around to say that if he's happy doing that, He's doing his job to be able to have that time as well. So that kind of spins at the other. He, he's what flipped I'm saying, a nine to five. Like he yeah. just works. He works to be able to continue to do his hobby he, just exactly. because he loves he, his hobby. He works, he works his weekends so he could do his hobby nine to five, Monday to Friday. You just need to find a place that brings you passion. Yeah. And it is so okay if that is not a nine to five. In yeah, fact, 100%. I encourage it not to be your nine to five. Like it all comes back to the TikTok. <laughs> what can um, I, say? I have a question. Wait, before oh, fuck it, go ahead. I Would you rather me. work a job you love with people you hate, or work a job that you hate with people you love? Oh, I need people I love. Like honestly, I love recruiting genuinely, but my team—I've never worked on a better team in my life. Like we're genuine friends. Like I absolutely adore cool. them as people, and they're so brilliant. Like I've learned more in this role than I think I've ever learned at any other point in my career. So I'd rather have the worst job in the world with great people. Very cool. How about you guys? Wait, now same. I need to know. Be bang on. I say the same. I would fucking, I hate cleaning toilets. I would fucking clean toilets day in, day out if I'm with my boys every day. I can, I can hire you then because you can work with <laughs> you me. You got a job. I'll, no, I'll, because you're in the office, bro. <laughs> no, I'll, I'll, you ain't cleaning toilets with me. I'll supervise. I'm really good at delegating. So <laughs> I'll come watch you for me. I, I agree. Like at my business now, I, I used to work with machines. Machines don't there's no attitudes there's no personalities there's no nothing there no and it's, egos. there's no egos there's no nothing now my job primarily i work with people and <laughs> and again i like my job but there's days where i was just like am i it, like i sometimes i feel like i'm so stupid because of what happens around me i'm like you know what i must be stupid too then because there's just too much stupidity today and then there's other days where it's like this drives me nuts but uh, and then again, we did. We worked on a road trip. We got to work with our best friends with the startup, and that was one of the most fun experiences I've had in my life. Yeah, is it days where there's it's tough and you're fighting and you're grinding it out to get people to download your app? Yeah, it sucked. But again, you're working with your best friends. Like, what more could you ask? Mm -hmm. uh, mind you, I'm also the type of person where it's like friendships and people matter more to me than anything in the world. One hundred percent. I bet you every person you speak to is going to have a different answer for that too. Yeah. One hundred percent. You yeah. you same thing? I'm assuming. I think so. See, I, I think so, like, I'd probably say that pe uh, people with a job that I hate, but also, like, as much as I'm, I consider myself pretty extrovert, I consider myself more introvert than extrovert slightly, so, like, when I'm at work, the, the work I do the best when I close my door and just sit by myself and work, and, like, I like my own space, so, I mean, if somebody said, like, you could work by yourself and, I don't know, like, do the th one of the things that you love the most, I don't know, it'd be hard, because then again, I could have, like, friends outside of work, and I just work by myself all day, yeah. right? That's kind of a loophole about it, but like if someone's, yeah, like I think I'd, no, I, can, if you I don't know, I'm also people, a pretty though, irritable person, yeah, so I think if I people I hate, I would, I would, may I ask unless your, I, sorry, I kind of, no, don't ask, ask oh, sign? no, I'm kidding, I, I do want to know your sign, yeah, Taurus. tell me, yeah. Taurus, oh really, you're yes. such a fucking Taurus, you don't give me Taurus vibes, well, what is it, what, what, Tauruses are not, okay, I'm saying this with so much love, if you're irritable and like unhinged vibes, that's so not Taurus, really, yeah, Tauruses are very like calm, cool, and collected, don't. Aren't they stubborn? That's all I know. Yeah, they're, they're stubborn, stubborn but they're like very, they're earth signs. They're very 
you know, chill, chill. They're All right, like cool. I'm chill. Well, I, you know, if that I makes can ask you two, these two people spent a lot of time with me in the last couple years. I'm not chill. You're the only credible chill? source. He's not I don't chill. Think so. He's not chill. I'm very like high strong, like OCD. Oh no, I know. Yeah, yeah. I, know. I already know. I yeah, feel yeah. it. Yeah, bro, you're definitely not a Taurus. Oh no. No. We've, me and Ricky haven't fist fought since Cancun second year. No, the boxing match. Yeah, but that was in the ring and I fucked you up. So yeah. well, I fucked you up in Cancun. <laughs> <laughs> We're one for one. We're we one one. One. Anyways, um no, yeah, I'm not, not on the same weight class show. anymore. I'm very and I was just curious. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I had, to, I had to take a shot. Um sorry, yeah, no. Oh, I, I had my, my, my question from before. <laughs> Oh, uh, circling back. Yeah, circling yep, back. Circling back, yep. Oh, I, 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 one, one more. Uh, you mentioned how much you love recruiting. Like, tell me exactly why. Like, is it the fact you get to talk to people all day? Because, again, George did recruit and I helped out a little bit and I do recruit on my business a little bit and I fucking hate it. I, like, really? I despise it. What don't you like about it? The fact that, like, respectfully, in interviews, some people are full of shit. Yeah. I found that my best employees were my worst interviews. Oh, really? My best employees were my worst interviews. It's just I either knew them outside of work, outside of the interview. I knew I had their, you know, I had a good reference. They had really good references or I knew the people, that, the jobs they came from before. Some of our best employees were just terrible interviews. And I joke about this all the time with one of my managers. I was like, if you were in this interview that I had with this other guy, you would have been so mad if I hired him. But I hired him because I knew his old boss. His old boss gave him like the best recommendation in the world, but like the interview was the worst interview I've ever sat through in my entire life. Interesting. It's like the guy almost didn't want me to hire him. That's how bad the interview was. And he was like and one yet of our you did. You yeah, he's one of our best employees. Like no longer with us anymore because couldn't afford to keep him. But um, yeah, he was one of our best. So I, I, I truly hate recruiting. Amazing. And I so just, actually, <laughs> wait, on the flip side, I hate everything that you are. On the flip side, some of some of the worst. People we've hired were some of my best interviews. Okay. Because they just fuck is they're they're sweet talkers. They, they jerk you off. That's why you don't interview. You converse. Like anyone who's yeah. had an actual. You, it's not about because I could ask you what makes you a special candidate. It's like a date when you look at a man on a date and you're like, why are you the man? And he's like, let me talk to you. Here's my social security number. Here's my credit <laughs> score. He's gonna tell you all the good stuff. Six months later, he has three kids you didn't know about and he's married. It's like everyone's gonna <laughs> talking fine. from experience, eh? Um. You can check that one out on TikTok. <laughs> Just kidding. Um, no, but you you can blow smoke up someone's ass yeah. for eons. Like it's all about having conversations about the work they do. Um, I will say, yeah, people, you can get so good at bullshitting interviews. Like yeah. it really is just memorizing a series of interview Generic answer structures. Yeah. Exactly. But I think good recruiters, the difference is that it's an actual conversation. And I think that's what I love about it. Like I... There's nothing more fulfilling to me. I actually just was speaking to one of the senior product managers I hired last year. And she was like, you connected me to a career changing job. She's like, it has changed the trajectory of my career. I'm like wow. that is so fulfilling to know that I was your first point of contact. Like I sold you on the company. I was able to get you compensation that you deserve because you're kick ass and you're now at a job that you absolutely adore. Like that is so fulfilling to me. So let me ask you, how'd you know this person was kick ass? a kick-ass interview because they're not fluffy. Like for the most part, I just ask people to talk to me about things they do at work that they're so excited about. And usually people who don't love their jobs have nothing to say or they're like, Oh, I did this. What and if they're like, like an introvert or a quiet person, but that's where you probe. Like it's my yeah, job it's to make a space that's safe and also ask questions and know what I'm talking about. Like if you were to put me in an interview, for example, in either of your industries, it would take me a long time to figure out what to ask. But like tech, 
talk to me about what programming languages you're using. You know, do you prefer this or over that? Like, let's talk about the technicalities of your job and you can learn so much about how someone works and what they love. Like if you know what you're talking about, it is such a fulfilling conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I, I love, no, love, fair. love it. So it's like the idea that you get to converse and just have conversations. That's you're a people person. People yeah, person, I, but I am a bit of an introvert. So yeah. it is like at the end of the work day, I'm like, all right, nobody talked to me. But during the day, I absolutely love it. It's the best. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Yeah, I think that for me, like the the thing that and you can correct if I'm wrong on this, but like you said, conversation. But the other thing too that I have found, it, and this podcast actually I think is a lot of credit for my ability to like interview people now, is that like conversing is a big part of it. I think, but I've also found that again, people can blow smoke up your ass. So I think asking questions that are not re- like maybe necessarily leading questions, but are ones that might like. If you structure well enough and you know a couple questions that might contradict each other, that you ask a question here and the person says this, and you're like, okay, let me ask how they how they would how they would uh, rationalize or handle this problem. But you're like, they can't. These things are mutually exclusive, so they would have to say kind of a similar thing. So I don't do that because I feel like it's sneaky. Because you also okay. have to remember, like, think of the experience if you were um, having an interview and it's a job you really care about. You're terrified. You're nervous. You're, you're shitting your pants. And yeah, also absolutely. Think about like the landscape of tech, right? Like most companies eight times out of 10, the person who's interviewing you is a white man. So if you're a young woman of color, you already have heightened anxieties about the conversation you're having. You think so that they're like typecasting you, they're not giving you a fair shade. Always. And it's yeah. even, even just to like, even when I interview in roles and I see people who look like me on the panel, that genuinely changes how I look at that company. I'm like, I fit in here. Like I see me here. Mm-hmm. So I think, there's so many different things that can contribute to someone having not the most consistent answers. So I try to avoid those. For sure. Yeah. And I'm not, listen, I'm not by no means going to be like, oh, gotcha. Like you're a terrible candidate. Cause oh, I well, actually, now I'm on edge, dude. No, like I actually, <laughs> I think that I do like one thing I also believe is you need to give people in any situation the benefit of the doubt. Like it's not, it's you're, I'm also meeting someone for the first time. I don't know shit about this person. They could be having a panic attack on the inside. Yeah. They could be a, like a liar. That's the, like just good at line they have a stone face whatever tell them what I want to hear so I also like there's also I think again like if you ask someone and someone contradicts if you ask something and they contradict themselves I don't think it's fair to say oh liar like I knew I was going to get them yeah I think it's though it's asking like such a wide range of things to see how people I guess to see how people like how their brain works I think is the most important like what kind of person they are from like a like an empathy perspective and what kind of person they are from like a you know whether they're good team working or not team working, more independent, more introvert, more extrovert. But again, like there's a lot of I think ways. I don't know why I'm telling you this. Like this is your job. But I'm just saying. No, like, I'm learning but a lot. I, this I, is what I, I had found, no. I, at least. I'm actually really happy we're talking <laughs> about this. I had no idea. No, but I at least <laughs> listen. I um like I said earlier, like I was terrible at interviewing people. I did it a lot because I had to. Um, I hated it. Was bad at it, and I thought I was really good. I was very delusional, like very not self aware. I thought I was like, this person's gonna be great. This person's gonna make a million dollars. Let's hire them. They're gonna come in. It's trial and error, though, too, right? right? Like you don't know till you know, for sure. And that's with anything. My first, oh my god, I remember I should have gotten fired for this shit. To be honest with you, (laughs) my first interview I ever booked when I was at BMO, I had two candidates with the same last name. I sent them both to each other's interviews. And I remember the hiring manager called me and was like, this guy sucked, dude. Like he couldn't code, didn't know what JavaScript was. I'm like, what are you talking about? I'm like, oh yeah, wrong guy. Um, he's an <laughs> English major, hun. So sorry about that. Like you're going to make mistakes. Oh, that's great. It was bad. Yeah. I don't know how I walked away from that one. Yeah, that's funny. Yeah. Well, I'm still a credible source, I would say. Um, <laughs> if anyone's wondering. Yeah, but yeah, I, I think the best way is just like put them in the, put them in the role and see what happens. Like that's, again, I hire a lot of like, I don't, I don't want to, I'm in the construction industry. Mm-hmm. So like for us, there's one, there's very limited available people yeah. and uh, we have a massive shortage. But for me, it's like, yeah, I'll try you. Let's hire you. Let's see what you do. If you're great, good. We'll keep you. If you're not, then no, no problem. We'll tell you straight up. Hey, you just, you weren't, you know, you weren't fit for the job. 
and we'll move on, right? And it's like not, it's different in like office jobs or stuff like that where you're hiring. Like this. technical tests, yeah. Yeah, it, this is just like, hey, you know what? I, you called me, you know what? Hey, you're 25, you're looking for a job in construction. You've got one year experience, fuck it. Okay, let's get you signed up. For us, the training process is like, it's not a big cost. It's not like we have to jump through hoops to get these guys signed up. It's like, you know, hey, it's going to cost us a few hundred bucks. Let's put you to work. If this guy doesn't like you, okay, let's move you to this guy. If this guy doesn't, or this girl, whatever, I'm not sexist. If this girl doesn't like you, then you know what? Maybe yeah. maybe it's not them. Maybe it's you, right? Yeah. But usually we give people two or three chances and fuck, let's see what happens. Yeah. And it's, it's so niche. Like, I, I'm not going to lie. There's been people I've hired who have not performed. And it's the same thing where it's like you're in this interview and you're like, this person's fantastic, but actually they're just a really good interviewer. So it, it's by no means foolproof, but yeah. I think the safest bet is just really knowing the industry you're talking about and eventually picking up, like you said, the holes and stuff they're saying. Cues, like, yeah, yeah the, the little things, um, but it's crushing. There's nothing worse than hearing someone you hired is not performing. Cause For you're sure. like, George, oh, let me ask you, <laughs> what's the part you love the most about your job? Since we talked about recruiting, she loves recruiting. What do you love most about your job? About what I do? Yeah. Um, is that I get to do whatever I want, like when I want in theory. But that's it's again, but that's, but that's also again, because I'm also self-aware enough to know that I was born on third base and I was given opportunities that most people wouldn't in my position. Uh, uh, I love so, self-awareness. Uh, yeah, yeah. I've no, I'm not, I didn't that. like, I didn't 100%. do it. Yeah. I'm just, I won the, the sperm lottery. I'm not shy. I'd like to admit it. Um, do I think that I've contributed an immense amount to the team and got us where we are today? Sure. Do I have a long way to go to fill the shoes that I was, again, that I walked into? Yeah, Absolutely. Um, but that's again what I like. I, I genuinely, when I said I grew up like cleaning, like Rick makes a point. Like, would I want to go clean the toilet right now? No. But what could I do it? Yes. Mm -hmm. um, but the thing is, is that we have a like, we're in the cleaning business, and, and typically people need cleaning at all times. We do commercial cleaning. Um, we've been through like um, recessions after recessions, pandemics after pandemics, and like you know, knock on wood, still around. And and I like it because it's it's a steady business that gets not making you know margins like. Um, like tech and all that kind of stuff. And it's not necessarily the sexiest work, but we get to hang out with a lot of people. We get to provide jobs to like new immigrants and, and a lot of people that have worked with us for a long time have done very, very well and provided for their family. So like all of that stuff I love and, and I guess the human aspect of it mm -hmm. or the people aspect, but also because being able to do this allows to then like, you know, we've built a pretty good business that I can now look and say, okay, do I want to launch a tech startup? Do I want to go and invest in this company? Do I want to go and travel and look at a new market and maybe expand to this territory? Like I'm in the position where I get to do those things. I would not be able to do that and probably any other company unless I started my own company. Um, so George, let me ask you, would you, would you, what's your official title? I don't even know. GM? Every, vice president. Okay. Would you be vice president at a different cleaning company? Would I go, if I didn't have, if, oh, let's say, if vice president, like I'm a partner. So vice president, partner. Okay. No, no, not vice like president. Partner doesn't count. Partner just doesn't title. Count, yeah. Just let's no. say, would you, exactly. No. Right? That's, and, and I agree with you for sure. I'm the same boat as him, family business, yada, yada. But, um, but the, my answer, sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, the thing is like, I, I've talked about this, like, you know, this, I just love everything about business. It could be again, selling wagons. It could be a recruiting company. I just like the, the, like the, the process and what goes into building a business and finding the best, how to be better at something than someone else or build the best thing, the best knickknack and finding a way to market it and get it to people's hands and then keep iterating on that product and saying, Hey, this is what we do. And we're the best at it for X, Y, and Z reasons. So like would I be vice president of the cleaning company? No. Would I be a partner at any other business in the world? Yes. Yeah, you also want to be and like you a boss or an owner, right? That's, that's not in your the mentality. boss. The boss is a, is a bad term. You like, know what I mean? But we can go down that path. But uh, I had, anyways, I had something else I wanted to, I can't remember. It doesn't matter. I wanted to add something before we were talking about, what were we talking about before? I don't know. But before to, you asked me. What you, you know, liked about your job? Yeah. 
Uh, I don't know. I don't know. With what he said is being able to kind of do whatever you want whenever you want, I think. That is such a crucial thing. And even why I love my job is because if I find a way to save money or make money, I just go and do it. I don't need to ask questions. I don't need, there's no red tape I need to go through. Like we bought a bunch of machines. It's kind of irrelevant, but we're making this deal. We're getting this deal done, right? And the sales guy's like, hey, if you do this, I can do that. It's like, sure, no problem. Let's do it. It's not like I need to go to the procurement team to say, hey, I need to do this because this is a great deal. This is going to really benefit our business because it takes away our competitors from being able to do this. We have all the market share of this, blah, blah, blah. It's like, no, I can just do it. Mm -hmm. Or else it's like, go to the procurement team. Procurement team needs to get approval from the, the partners, blah, blah, blah. It's like, no, I skipped that whole process. You know, sometimes I literally go downstairs, hey, dad, uncle, this is a great opportunity. Let's do this right now. Perfect. Let's do it. Go. Done. Yeah. Let's see. I can... Tell me I'm wrong. You do love your job, not because it's in construction, because you're in a position to be a deal maker. And the reason I can say that is because in all our fantasy leagues, the one thing you love most is making deals with everybody. Yeah, you deals, love like deals. But you like transactions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you get to own it end to end. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's not even just about deals, just in general, being able to like find ways to again make money, save money, deals. But then knowing that like I can just do things whenever I want on the fly, like it's not like I need to run it by anybody. It's like, hey, I can do this because this is the right, this is the right decision for the business. You know, like I've, got, I've gotten rid of people that worked at our business for 25 years because it was the right decision for the business moving forward. And something that like my dad and my uncle would have never have done, mm -hmm. right? And it's like they built this fucking empire, right? Like they've been doing this for 45 years now. And it's like, hey guys, like sorry, this needs to get done. Like I'm, I'm sorry I'm doing this, mm -hmm. right? But I, I think that's big. Yeah, but I do love doing deals. Fuck you guys know. I okay, love wait. Doing I have a question for you guys then. Sure. Pretending no family business, what would your dream job have been as a child? Dream job? Yeah. Or what would I be doing? Okay. Yeah, I can answer this now. Construction worker. Dream job. Like construction you worker. as a child. You were I thought I was going to grow up to be like. Bob the Builder. I, yeah. When I was two years I old, I had a little Lego helmet when they were building. Like, we moved out to like when Mississauga was like far, truly farmland. And the bulldozer were in the backyard. And I used to love like big machines so I, they would like bring me on and i would tell my parents i like want to be a construction worker that's so cute so i would just like have toy hammers and nails Don't and go and like no no i i thought that that's what i wanted to be that's so yeah. cute okay yeah. how about you um to be honest i've i've wanted to be a hockey player obviously that didn't work then my next thing is I wanted to be a firefighter because I don't smoke. So I thought that was a great idea. I see. The connection, Got clean yeah. lungs, yeah. Uh, but my Bro, dream job even... One job. You have, this is your third yeah. one you're on. My third one is uh, <laughs> um, VP marketing for MLSC. Okay. Yeah. That is a very specific one. Very niche. I like that. Yeah. I was just curious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, what? when I was... Go ahead. I was going to say, when I was at my crossroads, like maybe eight years ago now, 2014, uh, I was in kind of sales and marketing. I got let go. I was actually like kind of thinking, well, do I do I go work for my family business and like blah, blah, or do I go and try and chase my dream job, which was senior vice president uh, of marketing at MLSE. Not CMO, like you really limit yourself, eh? No, I wanted to, no, I didn't want to be <laughs> It was CMO. specific. Yeah. Just SVP. Done. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> okay. So. Humble. Yeah, I, I didn't want to sit on the board. I didn't. I didn't. And I that was to, an option yeah. for him. Yeah. And it was. Yeah. <laughs> Let me tell you, they were talking uh, about it. <laughs> board of MLSE CMO, no. SVP. No, that's right. Um, <laughs> And I thought about it, I'm like, I could go and get a job at MLC, you know, start at the bottom, get your entry level job in sales and then squeeze my way SVP into the market. by November, yeah. yeah. No, but then I'm like, if I'm lucky, if I'm fucking lucky and I work my ass off and I, and I do work hard and I believe I, I'm good at sales and I'm good at marketing, but if I work my ass off, if I'm like 45, if I'm lucky, I'll have my dream job. If I'm lucky. I, I thought about that. I'm like, I was 24, I'm like, if I work my ass off by 35, I'll kind of have my dream life. And... 
I'm probably on on route there right now. Like I'm 31 and I'm fucking insanely happy with my life. So again, could I have been the, yeah, I could have, and my life could have been fucking even more, but again, not a risk I was willing to take. Whatever's meant the, for you is not passing you. Yeah. Like you're oh, on fuck a path no. you're my, supposed my to be on. My life is fucking great right now. So I'm fucking What's kidding. your dream job? When I was a kid, I was convinced I was going to be a lawyer, but I didn't know I was stupid. <laughs> to be you know honest. You know what's funny? I, I, I've always been argumentative. So everyone's like, you should be a lawyer. But I thought lawyers just argue. You didn't have to read a lot. Like, yeah. I like I like reading, but like not like a really. like reading for fun. I read for fun. Yeah, like that's a uh, that's one of my passions. If I had to read for a living, I'd want to. Also, I'd cry if a grown man looked at me and was like, "Incorrect, Your Honor," <laughs> sobbing on the spot. I and me, I'd be like, "What are you talking about?" I'd be crying. What are you? What are you my client's innocent. First of all, yeah, he's not guilty. <laughs> it's fine. I would not. I was convinced I was going to be a lawyer, but my first major in university was theater. Cause that was a natural transition to be like, I should be in acting. Yeah. And then also I was like, art, not for me. And then I had to dip out of that. And then we, here we are. Recruiting. Yeah. Naturally. Okay. Was that your first job at university? Yeah. So I my first job was in, I was in thing. campus recruiting at BMO, um, which is like student early career co-op. Yeah, yeah. So I started there actually before I graduated um, from university. So I did that full time, wrapped up my degree part time. And I was just like head over heels by week two. I was like, I'm supposed to be doing this. Wow. Like, I was so in love with careers. And then I just haven't left. And I, my boss is always asking, he's like, what's next? Where are you going to go? And I'm like, I genuinely could recruit forever. Like, I think this is the most fun job on the planet. Um, yeah. It, I really I, I was gonna say maybe that's what I was alluding to earlier after like doing it more and more and we had our startup like we I had nobody to rely on to be like hey director of HR go do this like interview them I had to do it from like the ground up like taking the calls out I'm like oh this person I want to pull my teeth out and like just all of them over and over and I genuinely really do like it and it's gotten me now that I've we shut our startup down and back in the family business like HR is one of the domains now that I kind of look after I don't love everything about that side but the yeah. recruiting side I really do like is like sitting down with people and like just talking to them and saying like, what is this person about? And sorry, that's another point I wanted to make that I forgot about is when we talked about like, you know, asking people things to kind of show you who they really are. I've honestly found that I like people who are not like me. So if I'm meeting with somebody and I find that like, I'm like, oh, this person's kind of like a little bit weird, like a little different. Like there's something quirky about them. Those are the people that I typically have liked the best and have worked out the best. I mean, I, you're someone you probably know that I'm thinking of. Like not that person bloom like, was a superstar what they did that we hired very green and junior but was extremely awkward but would make the most effort not to be awkward well, that's I mean, also who us. you learn from too like people there's no one better you can learn from than people who are so different to you like right. it, that's so important and that's i think one of the things too that like but on the flip side we also love yeah 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 but he's he more was, like you like he's more, he that more like young. Too, yeah. yeah there's a no, good mix good. but yeah. that's the other thing too is just on the topic of like, you know, building teams and companies and finding the right people, I do really think it is important to have a diverse set of people because not only do you want diverse, like diversity in, in um, like you don't want to just appear diverse. You want to have diverse, like a diverse school of thought. You don't want people just to agree with you to agree with you. You want people to think yeah. and like you also want to gain things from them that you otherwise would never have thought of because they look at problems differently. They find solutions differently. And I think that it really is important to have like, an eclectic mix of people, I guess. Obviously, people who are talented and qualified for the job, but yeah. that come from all walks of life that, you know, are introverts, extroverts, whatever, mix of both. And um, yeah, anyways, I just want, that's something that I've kind of learned over the years. And I think that's I agree. One thing I always say too in interviews is you should hire people that look like your customers. Like, Oh, not physically, but I mean, like, if yeah, well, that's a good one, yeah. if your company doesn't accurately reflect, obviously, you're not discriminating, oh. like, at all. I just mean, if you, if you're, um, 
employees can't fundamentally have empathy for your customers through like similar walks of life or similar um, experiences or similar sets of values, you're doing your customers such a disservice. Yeah. Like it's so important for that Never to be a connection. That. Never thought about that either. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. I don't think much, but when I do, <laughs> oh, no, that is, that is actually really cool. Like, yeah, that's that. I didn't think about that. It makes a lot of sense. I'm just having that was the first time yeah. I've heard that sentence regarding something I've said in a long time. So thank you. <laughs> Listen, I don't make I, I might sound like I make I don't make a lot of sense. All this stuff I'm saying just comes to me on the fly and I just say it and I hope it I hope it works. If oh, I memorized the whole script. You if people it? question me, then I'm you like, shit, I gotta believe in this thing. No. Uh, <laughs> if you weren't a recruiter, what would you do? Right now. In this moment, like right now? Honestly, I would do content full time if in like a perfect world, I definitely still want to recruit, but I would want that to be more aligned to like the career coaching and helping people find roles versus recruiting for like a corporation specifically. So I think today it would be doing content full time because I absolutely love it. But if not that, I definitely would land in like recruitment marketing, like something very adjacent to the recruitment space. Yeah. Excuse me. You know what's interesting is that- Tell us. No, is that we and Ricky have had this conversation quite a few times on here. Because Ricky, I don't know if you know, he's a big TikTok personality. I know. I creeped him before right. I came. So so we've had this kind of like debate about like, you know, doing things that make you, on the topic of doing things that make you happy and all these things. I've always had this kind of like maybe a qualm with social media and that, especially with TikTok, kind of like how Vine was back in the day, let's say, is that, you know, it's, it's easy to go viral, which is great. And people can do it for whatever they love. And if they do it for something they love, that's terrific. But I also, you, I get the feeling when you see people, you can kind of tell the ones that have made it and it's something they didn't really think they would make it with and then they become that thing. You I know what I mean? mean? Like you, you pigeonhole yourself. You're it's, like, it's like, do you know that girl on your free, maybe not on your free page, the girl who puts her foundation in a stick and then puts it all over her face and then rubs it in with her hands. No. Fuck, that was, I wish I didn't bring her up, man. Do okay. you know her? Anyone? Meredith. Yeah. But now, every time that poor bitch wants to test out a foundation, she dicks, dips a stick in it. You don't want to do that. I know you don't want to do that. But every time, because that's what made her go viral, and now that's her thing. But see, and, that's, and you're stuck. And that's a thing, too. And then we've talked about, like, I've asked them, like, do you think these people, like, are happy? And you've had this debate of, well, they're getting paid a lot, so they're probably okay with that. But I was like, but are they happy? Like, if they weren't getting paid, would they keep making those videos? But what I'm getting at is uh, there's probably a few people, but you're probably one of the few that I, like that are here that genuinely like loves recruiting and, and you said, making content regar regarding like mm -hmm. recruiting and all that stuff. So that's interesting because I guess what I'm saying is you're an anomaly. Like, I feel like everyone who becomes these personas are stuck in these things that they're like, oh, I really wish I could make this other kind of video, but it'll get no likes. So- taking this question and putting it this way. Do you feel that way about your content? Do you feel pigeonholed? Oh, for sure. But yeah. I don't mind. Like I still enjoy it. Yeah. Again, when I started making content outside of like the, the app, cause I only really used it to, I was like, Hey, the more followers I have, the more downloads I can get. Right. And I was like, I was like, this is, this is working. Right. Yeah. And I was, I was selling myself. I was hundred percent. Now that I kind of, that we don't have the app. I still do because I'm one, it's a nice little side business. It, yeah. it pays very well. Um, and then too, it's like, I like meeting new people. So, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Like the more videos I make, the more people I can potentially connect with, the more people I can potentially meet. And you know, you, you make, f again, a lot of my stories are made up, right? They're just like jokes or like situations that never really happened. But again, people relate to them. People find them funny. People laugh. Like I don't really have many haters. Like I'm sure I do in the background, but whatever. I don't really give a fuck. Yeah. But like most, like 95% of my comments are positive. So it's like, it's just fun. Yeah. Again, there's sometimes I got to make a campaign for, I got to get do you know a laxative fucking campaign yeah that's not fun did you do a laxative yeah, campaign yeah the laxative one you'll, you'll see it they're pushing it on instagram pretty hard uh, are they yeah yeah they're, they're pushing it. 
<laughs> Smooth flowing though. They don't need to push it that hard. Oh um, my god! Thank no, you so yeah. much, fellas. Yeah, it's so, real. Uh, so that one's obviously not fun to make, but then again, like yeah. you got a fucking big deposit in your bank account. Oh, I'm it's like, the best. Okay, well that's that's all right. I will say though, my two bachelor parties are paid for. Like first one stupid video or oh, like, three stupid videos. It's fantastic. Yeah. I will say though, shout out to the companies that are. I got into a. I don't want to say an altercation because it definitely wasn't, but like I had to turn down a company today that I really, really wanted to work with because they were so like beyond lowballing because they're a big name and I won't drop the name because I swear to God, I will work with you one day. Um, but it's insane how much people will lowball because they're like, Oh, we're a big brand. And it's like, yeah, well, so am I. So it's so yeah. funny you mentioned that. So I, I wanted to get a suit for this horse race we just went to. So I DM on, on Instagram, right? I was like, Hey guys, love yourself. I want to get a suit. You guys, are you interested in the club? Mm hmm. They were like, oh, yeah, we're going to pass on your thing to the people, blah, blah. Nothing happened. No big deal. I went to the store. I tried it on. Suit Didn't love the suit, so I didn't buy it. Went to, like, the cheap store next door. Mm-hmm. Bought the suit. Posted in it. Like, I look good in this fucking suit. And it's a $100 suit, $120 suit. Doesn't the brand email me back? Hey, just saw your picture. Love to work with you, blah, blah. I was like, well, now it's too late. Now I'm not interested. I already have a suit. I'm no, good. I and I don't even like your suit. And I would have I done it for free. I would have done it for free. I would never do it I would have paid for the fucking suit. Just give me a discount. No, never do that. Never do that. <laughs> no, Everything if I like the brand. Again, I don't do this as a full-time job, right? I do this for fun. I know, but yeah, I I guess. Uh, Some stuff. But see, she said if she didn't work recruiting, she would do this as a full-time job, make content about this stuff. If you didn't have your job at Metric and you can do the full-time job. Of, of social media? Oh, I could easily do this. Oh, fuck, I would love to. It honestly, so you're, you, you would you, As a full-time job, you'd be the dating guy on social media. A million percent. Question, wait, if I want to talk about this now. Job, I'm ready. Are you kidding? So, you, like, I work an hour a day and I'd make equally as much money as I make now. You're efficient. Uh, it takes me way longer. Mine are easy. Mine are just fucking quick little things, right? Yeah. Wait, I'm so sorry. Go Let's chit chat regarding your dating content. How many women have you been on dates with that have been like, brother, what the fuck was that that you just posted? Um, <laughs> I was like, brother. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Because if I did a creep and I like I've gone on dates with guys where they'll like see me talking shit about dates and they're like, oh, I'm scared to go out with you. And I'd be like, bet I would be as well. What's happened on your end? Um, to be honest, I haven't gone on many dates since I've actually like, kind of got big okay. on TikTok. Uh, but the ones I do, like, we all kind of laugh about it, right? Okay. I was just curious. They're like, do you get curved this many times? Like, you're like, what's wrong with you? I'm like, I actually don't get curved it's, that You know that meme times. where it's like, when I check his phone and it's dry and it actually makes him less attractive because why don't bitches want him? Uh, okay. I just was curious um, yeah, as to if it was funny. that effect. I don't get, um, yeah, most people just laugh about it. Okay. I was just curious. I'm sure there's some girls I've tried to go on dates with that are like, I'm not going on dates with you because you're a fucking loser. Like... That's fine. I don't mind. You know, if it's meant to be, it'll be. <laughs> Riggy once did get put on blast by some random person. On, on TikTok? Not Instagram. Oh, yeah. Oh. Was it someone you went on a date with? No. No. It's a random girl that's actually engaged to a guy I know. That sounds like a Which she didn't know at the time. She didn't know at the time, right? Okay. Okay. So I made the... What's TikTok? The dating, the, the, the dating app? No. No, it was... Um, uh, I made the video about pushing down on the lower stomach. You see the doctor made that yeah. thing? So I copied it, right? I yeah. just said, I'm like... The the sound was everyone was doing that though. Yeah, but I use a right. I used a good sound. I can't remember why, but it like blew up. Like oh right. yeah. Oh, I didn't mean that to discredit yeah. you. I just mean it's not like you're someone <laughs> yeah. who was like guys. No, it's not like yeah. Show I you. didn't do anything special. Um, it's like yeah. I literally took something that was already going viral. I hopped. I didn't think it was gonna for, blow and up. And you did it for the first time in that video. Yeah, and it got like I don't know seven. I don't even know what it's at now. Six, seven, eight million. So some girl from Toronto or from Vaughn actually, like puts me on blast on her like uh, on her story. She's private. So one of my like a female friend messaged me. She's like. 
do you know this girl? I was like, no. She's like, she put you on blast on her thing. She sends it to me, and I'm just like, it's like literally a minute and a half. But saying what though? And she's just like, look, if you're from Toronto, you've probably seen this guy on your TikTok. He's talking about this, like. First off, he doesn't know what the fuck he's talking about. That doesn't make you whatever. He probably knows nothing about the female yeah. anatomy. Secondly, he knows nothing about the female anatomy. Thirdly, oh, by the way, sorry if that my the back of my place is a mess. Like, and my hair is all disheveled. I just I just got ready today. Like, yeah, I didn't have time, but I, I, have, but time I have to, to say but this. I, so I but have to I did it. have time to talk about. But yeah, this. and it's so funny. And what? I, she goes on for like another it's, it's bit, at least bit like a more, half, like talking yeah. about how he's probably and she's engaged. Oh, oh, oh. And she goes, oh, he's probably he probably knows nothing about the female anatomy. He's probably a guy who lives is from Woodbridge. He lives in his mom's basement. He's probably five foot four, five, nine. five no, no, five, 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 no, five, five, five lives five. in his mom's basement in Woodbridge. I was oh literally, I'm like, God. I know your husband or your future husband. He literally lived in his mom's basement until he was thirty. Like, in Woodbridge, I, in Woodbridge. yeah, Screaming. I know Screaming. this. Screaming. And then the best part is like a couple stories later. Wait, the best part is like a couple hours later. She responds, she goes, oh, for the girls who actually know him, sorry that he's five ten or something. I was like. <laughs> Shut this up. girl's clearly projecting I her. I her I would take that as a compliment. Listen, I, I hate her. Ricky's stories. Or Ricky's uh, it's the TikToks. I don't. Some of them are funny. Well, they're but not I hate for you. There's yeah, a, there's no, a no. market for what he does. No, no, absolutely. Yeah. And they're Listen, if you're in waiting, goddamn. <laughs> <laughs> they're just waiting. If he's you know? gonna make money, I'm happy for my friend. Yeah. But one thing I hate more than his TikToks is miserable people like that that go like. It's different if I make fun of like me and my buddies We're make jokes about Rick friends. all the time. Yeah. yeah. To go out of your way to make some make fun of someone you've never met. And I, I can say this about Ricky. Rick's a lot of things. The one thing that like he is the, one of the nicest, most selfless human beings I've ever met. So when I saw this, I'm like, this like I was mad. I was gonna yeah. put her on blast for putting him on blast. That's I, wild. Oh my god, I, I was almost, so mad. And the best part is she goes. She says something she like hates on other women. She goes, look, it's got 8 million views. All these oh, thirsty self, ass bitches have like have some fucking self-respect for oh you. Oh my God. Th- this guy's not good. You don't even want him to. Like something like that. So she, tr- I literally almost posted on my story as like to like laugh. I'm like close friends or something. But I'm like, I can't because then these girls will go off on this girl because no, like yeah, you don't girls that. shouldn't hate on girls. Like if it's a guy hating on me, it's a different story. A guy's going to be like, this fucking loser. Like, cool. Yeah, it's a joke. I yeah, don't but care. it's also not for you. Yeah, you know exactly, what I mean? Right? Like, so, when this girl did, I almost put her on blast, and I was like, oh, "I can't." Do it. But I said this to all the boys, and we had a good laugh. It's so it. hard it's though bad. not to clap back when people say <sighs> shit. I, I was had, ready. Like, there's been a few times where I've looked at comments. I had okay. I uh, like. I do sometimes. You're not commenting anything. People are. Yeah, everyone needs a hug. Uh, Just be I, nice. Uh, I, Why I, are yeah, you? I, Who has energy? Like, if you're that miserable, genuinely, I feel for you. Go get a the, hug. The best of the people with the fake accounts. Oh, the one follower, and they're like, "You ugly bitch." Yeah, I was like, like okay. I can't right. even respond to this. Like your picture, you haven't even changed your profile, your icon yet. Like I have you nothing to say. You just logged in. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's why I uh, stay off social media. I can't let people get. No, but for overall, like that's like the once a fucking blue moon. Most of the time, like I have fun with it. It depends on my topic. When I'm speaking about like careers and professional things, genuinely the most fantastic comments. The second I talk about dating and having standards, immediately attacked by men. Immediately. Really? Yeah. Because it's, I think it's, I think it's a little bit different like from a man versus a woman's perspective. But I think when men hear a standard that they can't meet immediately, they're on the defense. That's fair. That's also my assumption. I might be totally off on that, but like, no, there's a lot of insecure men that a lot of people. Yeah. Off, right. Yeah. A lot of people lack just the self-awareness. Just like know who you are. Who cares? Like if something bothers you, cool, go work on it or just don't give a fuck. Yeah. And also just keep scrolling. Yeah. If you don't like my content, I'm yeah. Yeah. Obviously, that's I one want of the problems, right? Like, that's why yeah. I make it. But like, that's one of the problems. Like someone ends up on your page. and like, well, she doesn't like guys with like black hair. 
Oh, so I gotta go make oh, fun of her. Oh, it's not even that. Like, it's, go, I don't like other... men who cheat, and they're like this well, stupid. That's, that's bitch. I think objectively like a Bro. good thing to like not like. <laughs> the best part is so many people don't <laughs> know guys, there's another. You say I hate guys who cheat, and then all the guys come in. There, What's wrong with you? You're, you're shaming cheaters. You're shaming <laughs> the cheaters. Um, it's funny that most people don't know that not interested button exists. Oh, it's the best. I get on people. I'll be like, why do you keep showing up on my for you page? I was like, you're probably single, and in the age range that. It's my thing. I'm like, but if you don't like my content, just press the not. But also, if button. you keep coming up, it's because they've watched your stuff more than yeah. once, end to end. They don't. The algorithm is very. People smart. like to be in people. Uh, it's like people enjoy being mad. Like people like to be mad yeah. and and unleash. Like it makes them feel better, which is so weird because typically, like if you did that to somebody, not on a screen in person, like most people feel bad after they do like treat someone poorly. Like unless you are a monster. Like most people, even when you have the worst day, like if somebody, your best friend pisses you off and then you go say something like kind of gutty back to them, you don't feel better after. No. You feel worse. You're like, I should not have done that. I don't know about that. <laughs> <laughs> well, sometimes listen, I clap listen, back listen, and I'm listen, fucking sitting glowing. in bed giggling no, by myself like, ooh, got you, bitch. <laughs> I know, but again, on a screen, yeah, if yeah. you were on the, on the street walking by a person and did something mean to you, flipped you the bird, whatever, and you turn back and be like, yeah, well, you're ugly, you're miserable or something like that. You yeah, deep down you don't feel good about it after yeah, that. You're like, tell, why did I waste my time doing I didn't that? I'll tell you this story, yeah. So we're in New York this past weekend. <laughs> so we're walking our go. pizza place, right? Pizza's in hand, walk across the street to get to the park. It's green for me to cross, like mm -hmm. for pedestrians, right? This guy comes around the corner on a little motorcycle, comes and zip rates by us. Like on he made a right on a red, and we have the we have the right yeah. away. And I'm like, whoa. He turns around and goes, fuck you. Both hands gives us, or no, one, one hand, because he's still driving the motorcycle, and flips us the bird. Me and the boys just all this like, did, did we have the right away? Did we, did we cut him off? Is he okay? And we're like, wait, what the fuck? Yeah, I was going to say the same thing. And then we all just, I was like, that has got to be one of the most New York things ever. Guys with pizza crossing the road, yeah. getting flipped <laughs> off by some dude on like a fucking vest. Yeah, like you're in New York, you can't expect anything less. I literally, I, in New I, York, I just said, I was like, whoa. In New York, you could have been walking your grandmother in her wheelchair across the street, and that same guy would have given you the bird. Yeah. 100%. Uh, 100%. Like, that was so funny. 100%. We I was like, People are rude, right, man. That's a great start to the trip. I freak, I wanted to ask another. Keep forgetting what I'm going to say. These freaking Ricky stories keep taking turns, and I keep like not knowing where they're going. <laughs> That's why I have to get the Oh, oh, up. oh. I remember now. I remember oh. now. It goes back to the point, because I'm still kind of mind blown that you would make tic like these TikToks all day. So you, if you said that you could make. Okay, let me preface money's not everything we understand that and you like the fact that you have autonomy in your job but in theory if you could do if you said you could just full-time do the tiktok thing make as much money in theory you'd have more autonomy because then you wouldn't work for anyone but yourself literally no employees no customers because you still make the same content you like people are gonna hate it but people who no, like it will my, find my them brands my brand. yeah sponsored right. contents yeah i but, know what you mean what i'm saying is yeah. what i'm saying is then like why wouldn't you then just quit your job and do that if you can do have all the same things with maybe less be, headaches, because, dealing with less yeah, stupid people because and all the, that. the end goal is a little different. I don't think I'll ever be a multi-millionaire making TikToks, but I do believe I can be a multi-millionaire in construction. Why? Well, hold on. You don't think you can be a multi-millionaire making TikToks? I, I, me, I, me I, I think people me, like... Me personally. I'm not like... I believe people out there can I think you're selling yourself be. short because it wouldn't... I just don't think I could be. If you did it, like so, I, I'll but use an example. But not even just TikTok, though. Like you diversify beyond TikTok. Right. You definitely could. It would just be finding other things. Yeah, but it's also a lot more work, right? TikToks for me are easier. Right yeah, now. It's but, like, but that's it's what I'm saying. Though, so you do it because it's an hour. That's what I'm saying. You said you like it because it's easy and you make more money. But again, then 
so then it's another thing that we're talking about, not what I just asked you. Then if you have to do it every day and it's your job to make income, would you still enjoy it as much? Would you still do it? If I, if I didn't have, what's the question? If I so, didn't have so, metric, what you're, you're answering it, yeah. you're saying different you're things that are like. You're the interview right now, by the way. There's just going oh, different. I'm myself, I'm good. <laughs> so, okay. So let's, I want to go back. Last I want to, I want to unpack this because you said a couple of things that contradict this. So I want to give you the benefit to like explain them. You said, I said, would you, are you truly happy making the stuff you do? And would you quit? Like, would you do it full time? You said, yes. No, I said, I want to do it full time. If I didn't, if you said, if I didn't work at metric, would I do yeah. content? Yeah. I would. Yeah. But, but you would do this. I do it like an hour a day. But that's not, but that's what I'm saying though. Like, you, like, but then you don't love doing it. You're doing it to make some, a side hustle basically. No, because I can make enough money in an hour, two hours a day that I could do whatever I want the rest of the day. I could go and travel the world. I can go and see sports. Oh, so you're, do- so you're saying then you would just work less, make the same money. Yeah. So maybe you'd work, work a little bit. Maybe work a little bit more than an hour. Maybe two hours a day. Make I don't know, 200 k a year. Okay, so if you worked an hour a day. So in theory, let's extrapolate that. Add eight more hours. Eight times two hundred is what one point two million. You're a millionaire there. So in theory, then well, this, but that's not how it works. Yeah, I, I understand. But hang, you can well, only post so many times. A day. I, yeah. I understand that, but I'm saying in only theory, so just humor me. Yeah. Humor me. Only though. so many laxatives. Only so many Humor me though. You could be in theory, like if you worked more time. Again, diversify platforms. Start making yeah. YouTube videos. You have you have stuff on that brand on YouTube. You have stuff on TikTok. Whatever. What I'm saying is you can make more. So then it's your career. You could make I, that money. I could. So, I could, so yeah. then why not do it if it makes you that happy? Because again, there's, it's, it's a risk versus reward. I could potentially. I could very easily. There's a risk and reward in everything. Yeah, there is. But just there's less risk in my current position than there are just taking a leap of faith from something that I'm subjectively, uh, that I don't believe I'm that great at. Right now, I got I get lucky don't with TikTok. Don't sell yourself short. No, but like my, my well. editing skills aren't that great. Like I've gotten a little bit better and some of my TikToks have gotten a little bit better with editing. But again, I edit everything on my phone. I still don't know how to use like iMovie or anything. But if right? you were doing it full time or more time, if, yeah, if, you'd if. arguably, like I taught myself how to edit if you don't, yeah, never knew how. If, if. I but yeah, I had I time while I was traveling. But again, is that the risk I want to take? No, it's not. If I didn't have metric, then I would take it, yeah. If I didn't have a family business, which is very which is a, a low risk in my opinion, I would 100 million percent do content creation full-time. Easily. And there it is. Easily. <laughs> okay. I would work three hours a day. I'd wake up, like I did during well, that week I had COVID. I woke up, I made TikToks for two hours, and I think in that week I gained like 15,000 followers. Oh, it's crazy. Like it's if you're crazy. constantly, like the weeks where I'm doing three or four videos a day, it's thousands Man, it's of fun. followers a but day. But again, my problem is now, it's like, look, today I go to work, nine to five, Monday, Friday, after work, I get home at six. The sun's fucking great right now because we're in peak of yeah. summer. Do I want to make content or do I want to go for runs or walks? So why with my aren't friends? you making though? Okay, let's have a strategy session regarding your TikTok page. Why aren't you making more videos about like? Because your whole thing is like single boy doing that whole thing. Why isn't it day in the life of a single thirty-one year old in Toronto and like follow? See, but me, I like, don't like those ones. Why? Because I make them so no, much better. I, I know. I didn't know that. No, I made. I made. I made, a, I made a, a like a, a day in the life of me once, and I was like, I didn't enjoy this one. Okay, so if you don't like, because again, that's it fine. took me a lot longer to do. Like I did a get ready with me one, and I didn't mind it, but I didn't love it because I'm like, you have to have your phone there the whole time. I can't talk or do anything else with my phone. But just don't film it and on TikTok. Like film it on your normal phone, edit it in CapCut. Yeah, but I still need so my easy. phone. Like when I get ready to do things, I like I'm talking to my friends. I'm FaceTiming. I'm. On yeah, my but phone, you could, I'm like, texting. Incorporate it in. You could like make a whole series where it's like answering a question with your morning coffee, like lunch, and then like commute I could. with you. And Again, there's but more it's, it's just more work. Okay. I'm trying to work less. That's fair. I, I was just throwing it. Yeah, out right, there. right now I have, I have this nice middle ground. I wanted to make a certain amount of money on on Instagram and TikTok this year, and I'm gonna hit it probably I don't know next month. So I hit my goal for the year, which is nice. Next year I'll set a bigger goal and you know do a little bit more, a little bit more, a little bit more. But again, I don't need to do it okay right? totally I fair i do I, so I that i can that. go and 
buy stupid shit, go on that extra vacation, fly to Vegas for 48 hours. Like, that's why I do it, right? It allows me to do some of the other things I really love doing mm-hmm. too. That's fair. So it's kind of like the idea, do I, do I need to do it? No, I don't. Do I want to do it because it, one, it's easy. I'm, again, good at it and kind of not good at it, whatever. But it also gives me the opportunity to meet people, make a little bit of extra money, and then who knows what, maybe I do find love on, on online. Maybe, most likely not, but fuck, you never you know. You might. It has, uh, I can't say yet, uh, I don't know when this is going to be released anyways, but it has opened up a lot of oper- other opportunities for me as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I can tell you off air. Okay. Um, but yeah, so again, not in the sense, like nothing really bad has come from TikTok. Yeah. Oh, like, I agree. It's done nothing but open doors. Like yeah. it's a fantastic platform. But yeah, to your question, if I didn't have metric, I would 100% do it full time. Because so I would work less and I would just travel and do stupid shit. Are you satisfied with that answer? Uh, I'm not, but I don't want to keep probing it because, like, I like you're over it. Yeah, you I mean, I, I, like, I still have a th- I still have my thoughts, but like, just again, but you could be saying things. I'm not, I'm just maybe overthinking, so I don't want to keep diving. That's no point. We we'll talk uh-huh. off air. Yeah, yeah, no, listen, I've asked you about this a million yeah. times. People who listen to this, it's the same as my fucking band story. Like, they probably hear me question you about your TikTok yeah. regularly. But again, it's because I still am skeptical that like the thing you're doing now, the niche that you're in, the things you're doing that you. Oh, my niche again. Love. As soon as I get a girlfriend, my niche is kind of done. But, but then I'll make couple but, talks. But that's, but that's yeah. You uh, make you make couple. I talks. I don't know. I think you could still make it work because you can do lots of like couple retro talk. stories. Yeah, yeah like I'll do couple, couple talks. Like there's a couple on TikTok right now people. that I love, and I'm like, when I get a girlfriend, my TikTok's gonna look like that. Yeah. And then Stephen you break Kelly up, and it's and actually chicken. miserable. I will never debut a man on my on my social media. As far as my followers are concerned. Unless I am married, they will never know because if we break up and they're in my DMs asking what happened and I have to relive that every day for however long, I will actually lose my mind. It's actually funny because a lot of people are like, I get the comment too. It's like, he actually has a girlfriend. He's just doing this for the clout or shit. It's like, no, definitely fucking single. My girlfriend would not be okay with me doing these kind of TikToks. I mean, she my might. theoretical like, girlfriend wouldn't be okay with it. She's not really if me and you dated, you'd be okay with me making thirst trap TikToks. It's literally, I see it as a business. Yeah. The same way someone would have to be it. fine with me posting My shit. My ex like, would have killed me. I don't know. I, I think, think every ex of yours would have killed you. <laughs> I think they would have killed me without TikTok. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think it depends. Like, I, it obviously depends on like the intention yeah. behind it. But like yeah, ultimately, that's, that's how you make money. And that's part of your brand online. Geef. Yeah. And, and you know what's the craziest part in all this? Never mind TikTok or Instagram. Is how much brands will actually pay you for, oh. for t- content bananas but also how many will try to absolutely yeah but no like i've done deals with brands where it's like i'm not even posting it and they're still giving me stupid money what do you mean they're not posting it so i'm making the videos for them oh okay they're posting on their channels and then they're putting one thing and i'm still getting like crazy rates yeah no it's fantastic when I, before I started having someone manage me i'd be like 13.99 for that tiktok like i like 13 i was literally giving everyone the value village bargain discount because you have so much imposter it wasn't actually 13 dollars oh, but i was, I was say, like, what the fuck? you have so much imposter syndrome i'm like why do people care about what i have to say about so many things especially when my sponsors weren't careers related where i was like i have no authority i'm literally just a person why do people care what i have to say and i was like no people care what i have to say i don't understand why but they do and you kind of have to like give yourself credit for that yeah it's it's crazy it takes a while to get into that's one of it. that's one thing that i i'm curious to see like from a Again, from the business side of things and like the marketing side of things, how that shakes out over time. Because I know right, like right now, is that everyone's shifting their dollars from like you know traditional ad spends, whatever it is, targeted marketing, direct to consumer, to like to to um, to influencer marketing. Mm-hmm. But 
I, like knowing how when like again even when like Ricky started doing it what he was making I'm like that something doesn't make sense here like the ROI is it's impossible they'll never recoup this cost so what I wonder is I, it's probably going to take time before this actually comes about because influencer marketing I think is still relatively new and speaking of the grand scale marketing oh definitely but I I, I do believe there will come a a time I don't know when when like brands start asking more or they find a way to just track things better and see the return on it they probably have a vague sense now yeah but I still think a lot of these dollars that are getting sent to like influencer campaigns not to anyone in specific I don't know but I just venture to guess that a lot of them are just like it's just it's a bucket with holes in it like it's I think it not depends. A lot of there's a lot of ways yeah it depends it, it really you there's a lot that you can tell from data and like interactions and link links and all that but yeah, I am interested to see what this market's going to look like in 15 years. Yeah. I promoted a brand that wasn't available online yet. So you're going to tell me somebody saw my fucking post, went into the store, and bought this. That's what Are I, you like, kidding that's the me? Kind of, yeah. That's well, the kind of stuff that I mean. But you like, never know. Oh, yeah, that's like, what I mean. All it takes, though, is one person to be like, oh, I did see a TikTok well, yeah, about but this. Maybe, and know? again, maybe their goals for this campaign was brand, brand recognition. Brand awareness, yeah. yeah. Right? So again, there's so many different things, but still, sometimes I'm, again, I set my rates because I don't need this money. I don't need it. It's, it's I have my income, nine to five yeah. that pays my bills and I do well with that. So I give good rates because again, sometimes I don't like knowing that I have to make a TikTok and then you can say you don't like it, mm-hmm. change X, Y, and Z, and then I have to go and re- redo it. Oh, I like to make mine in the heat of the moment. Boom, I made it. It's gone. Yeah. As soon as I have to go back and re-edit it, then I'm like, oh, I don't like this anymore. Oh, I don't hate that. And then I'm like, oh, I'm gonna, you know what? Now I have a better idea. I'm going to reshoot the whole fucking thing. Yeah. And I'm like, wait a second, this wasn't as easy as I did the first time, right? So that's, that's what I like just making it. And that's why a lot of my deals now, I, I have final creative say. Mm-hmm. So if someone says, well, I don't like this. So I was like, well, I do. It's my platform. Yeah. It's my platform. It's my say. Live with it. But if you liked it, you would just make them tirelessly because you liked it. Well, th- those are sponsored ones. They're different than non-sponsored ones. Right? Content creation. Yeah, it's different there's, though. They're different, right? If sponsored you, ones yeah. are like, you, again, you have... You have a set Speaking parameter, points, right? Yeah, like so many so levels can, of again, approval. Sometimes like, there's times where I fully missed the talking points and a lady sent it back to me. She's like, you missed like three of the five points. I was like, you're yeah, right. I've done that too where I'm just going yeah, with I was the like, flow. You're, and right. it's, you're going with the flow. Yeah, because like, you genuinely like, I'm sure you're the same. I would never take a sponsorship that I, either a product or a company like I genuinely believed in. Like I genuinely believe you shit your pants with those locks. No, I don't. Every night. And I, I love don't. that for I you. I really don't use them at you, all. Like, <laughs> I'll kind of yeah, it's like, it's like the opposite. Okay. That's that's another thing too. Like Ricky is the opposite of the brand that actually I shouldn't. No, but I said it. it. No, I well, said it in the in the thing. I was like, I shit don't? all the time. Yeah, I don't okay. need lactose. Not a not. But a if user. you do, okay, this is your fair. product. I guess again, very different niches. Mine's usually waist and above um, focused content, but like very much so. It's only aligned to things like I'm actually using. You know, R- random so enough. Like, sorry, funny thing. Yeah, I got uh, asked to do a campaign for toilet paper. Oh, I was that's like, kind of fun. I'm like, this is right up my alley. I just did a poo campaign. Toilet paper's right up oh, my alley. No. Doubled my rates. Let's see what happens. He's the new Toronto poo-poo man. Oh, man, are you kidding? If, if I get these rates, I will. I have no problem promoting all poo-related bathroom products. God bless. I actually was kind of offended by a company who reached out to me. They slid in my DMs. I made a TikTok about this as well, where this um, medical spa reached out and asked, not asked, but offered to give me free Botox and a free lip job. And I was like, okay bold move and then they sent this whole paragraph about like it'll be great we'll give you free filler for like the next six months and i was like do you realize how damaging that could be for someone to receive not me because i'm delusional (laughs) but someone else could open that and their feelings really could be hurt and then also you wonder why people are feeling nonstop pressure to look a certain way it's because you're constantly making this the norm and reaching out and making it accessible for like the one percent of people who have a platform 
and then it becomes the norm. I just yeah, it bananas. Is, Some it is brands, crazy. Bananas. It is yeah. definitely crazy. That's another topic I could talk about for God knows how long. But I'm not, I'm I'm done being antagonistic for the day. <laughs> I to go on that. I'm not, ready to be you. nice. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. On that point, what are we at, Danny? Oh, okay. Long. Wow. So one. yeah, we're, that was that was a Killed it. yeah, that was great. Um, great I don't know anything you else you want to chat about. You good? I feel great. No, what anything we missed. Uh, well, I'm gonna not. get ready to admit on one of these episodes that he hates his fucking TikToks. Nothing he hates TikToks that he hates hates making them. <laughs> oh yeah, and there's not you don't love every single one that you make. Some that you're like, oh, I didn't love this. Oh, one. I disagree. You love I, every single I one you make. I legit don't post things I don't look at and rewatch six times. I'm like, that was so good. Love that. Do you know what the crazy part is? The ones I love the most do the worst. Really? If I really love a TikTok, I've one that I really laughed at. I was like, this is f- funny and it did well. The rest of them, if I really like it, it's like 10,000 views max. No way. 20, 20 is like max. Yeah. I mean, the algorithm does kind of fuck you. Once you're like in your niche, you're in oh, your yeah. niche. Like I, I picked, put a video of me talking in my car saying like, I'm single. Ha ha ha. This sucks. 100,000. <laughs> I post like a good like fucking collage with all my friends. Five thousand. No one cares. Yeah, no. <laughs> Where's the single guy? I go do my mini vlog with Danny in London, England. Five thousand no views. Yeah, no one cares. I'm sorry, girl. You deserve better. <laughs> yeah. Come on, that TikTok. Uh, anyways, <laughs> um, I guess we'll start wrapping right up. People want to find out more about you, careers, recruiting. Uh, I guess do you post job postings online as well? I don't. No job postings? Because I okay. still work at a company. Um, but okay. yeah, you can find me at emily.v.recruiter on all platforms. And I have the Straight Shooter Recruiter podcast. Ooh, the Straight Shooter. Sh- the Straight Shooter Podcast. Straight, Straight Shooter, Shooter Recruiter. Recruiter. Straight Shooter Recruiter. Almost there. <laughs> you had a stroke there trying to remember that one. I love Ooh, a slur. Ooh, the straight, sh- straight Shooter Podcast. I, was like, I knew I was missing a word there. <laughs> you love were close. That, that right. one's was perfect. Was um, all right. Other than that, thanks for coming on. I had so yeah, much great. fun. Thank that was you, guys. Actually wonderful. I love that. And uh, until next time, pals. Cheers. Peace. You like to drink and to smoke to take away the pain And I don't remember all of my mistakes and every high I got alone